<laughs> and we're back for another episode of Meatball Thoughts. I have good friend, uh, previous guest, uh, the knife queen herself. Hey. hey Olivia Go. OG. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Good. It's always funny to me because, like, more often than not, you know, I don't just, like, as soon as... I'm gonna record with somebody it's like you just walk in sit down okay now we'll talk it's like you always do that like uh you know just before this you and I were just like you know catching up a little bit like here's what's happening in my life what's happening in your life that kind of stuff and right. and then it's like oh yeah now we have to pretend that we didn't just have that conversation <laughs> for the last five minutes you and know? we ask how each other yeah are and then double, double down on all the questions um you call me a knife queen thank you yeah a big... Better than an ice queen, I think. <laughs> <laughs> a, little, a little more complimentary. <laughs> I cut things. Um... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, what, what was the thing that came to mind there first? You're like, I cut things. Like what? I don't know. <laughs> like, no. like fingers? No. No. Yeah, I know. People always like pieces like... of paper. <laughs> pieces of paper. Are you are you in the shop like on a day to day basis again, or not so much? You know, with COVID, there's only so many people who can be there. So, ah, uh, okay. Um, I will run in and out, and I will touch base with people. Yeah. Um, I am definitely a lot more in there. I'm there more than I was when Joyson was born. Yeah. But you know, Naturally. I was trying to do it. I was trying to do it <laughs> when, yeah. when he was born, right? Trying, and I was like, I, I can't do this. Yeah, you're like this. I'm, something is good. Someone's got to give here. Yeah. yeah. Then, then um, everyone. Uh, got their responsibilities start growing from there mm. and I kind of left it with our crew it was amazing but then mm. I started Ivan and I it's almost like we had an awakening <clears throat> like because he's still a part of it no he, but oh yeah, yeah very, very much so yeah 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 but he's just forever going to be in Japan like he's never yeah. coming back he's communicating with us at weird hours yeah, yeah. I speak to him <laughs> At like five in the morning, usually that works for us, mm. and then because that would be what like nine nine or ten p.m. there. No, that would be. They don't have like um, they don't have time change, so our yeah, but, five a.m. But they're would ahead be like a gajillion hours to seven p.m. Seven p.m. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then once our time change happens, they're going to be six p.m. Ah, okay, yeah. nice. Yeah. So yeah, no, he's in he's in Japan and we communicate there and it's kind of neat <laughs> our staff and us trying to like just manage things that, mm. um, is so like was that always kind of the plan? Like I, I feel like I've never asked you this before and but like was that always kind of the move? Was it like he was going to go establish like some regular connections with a lot of the producers <laughs> or were like were you eventually gonna go over there or what was the was there was there a fucking game plan like what? <laughs> no, no no there's never a plan with me <laughs> I'm trying to just be rough outlines. Now. there's a lot of rough outlines okay? <laughs> there's there are dreams and I just go for them <laughs> but like no um with Ivan and I like when we first started of course there was just like this idea that we'd have I don't know things fell into place organically it started off with a sharpening company mm. yeah There's, well maybe right? maybe not so much a plan but an idea I yeah should, i should have said should have but said. still like yeah. i mean even even so like we wanted to have a shop and then when we got the shop then we would have an ochazuke place like right next to it hmm. and a seating place like with tea and you know what i mean and none of that happened and wanted to like kind of build a little community around all these concepts yeah yeah hmm. yeah or h- house a community yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um and so I think there was a lot of change because I didn't intend to hire people. Like, I mean, the way we've, we're hiring right now. Mm. There's like, we have eight employees right now. Oh. <coughs> uh, a few. How many? It's like, yeah. like four? <laughs> yeah, like but three part-time and yeah. the rest are full-time. Oh, wow. And that's changing a bit. Um, we're redefining a lot of things, I think. Um, so. What do, you, what do you mean by that? I think redefining I, their your staff's roles or the their... roles, yeah, okay. and not redefining them, but we're actually carving them out and like 
organizing things properly. I was the way say, you ma- should... ma- making systems <laughs> and, like, actually like follow this kind of a yeah. guideline. Yeah, something uh, that we should have done like 11 years ago. <laughs> Pish posh and applesauce, man. You keep learning, right? Yeah, yeah. So I guess um, at this point, like, so um, I didn't have any intention to hire people, but then when Ivan, I mean, we did have John in the store. And, mm-hmm. like, um, I'm trying to think, like, there were a bunch of people at that time, but it wasn't, yeah. I, I didn't Just people kind it. of rotating through just for here and there. Like, I know John was there, Matt was there yeah. for a minute, like. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it's kind of like I just needed people to help me out, like watch the front or whatever. Uh, okay. And there was nothing really structured because I did everything so intuitively. Like, I enjoyed mm. doing that. Um and it bothered me like even even a business plan I couldn't write one because like how do I predict how it's going to be next month like or in a year how do you propose something that you've never experienced I need to feel it out and then Mm. every year was different so I'm like how do I even I still can't write a business plan and if you ask me today I think I can write one (laughs) but still it took if if you fucking had to if I had to but I would choose not to to be honest (laughs) I would like to just like you know have a meal and talk about it a a few times and like show people around you know yeah but um, when it, but I think ultimately when it came down to Ivan leaving though, like there was a, there were some changes in our lives. Mm. And, and one of them for myself was that Joyce was born. And then, I mean, he's, well, this, I might want you to like edit this part. <laughs> like, it's just weird because it sounds all funny, but That's funny. It, I guess it's, I, everyone thought we were together, but we never, never. We're all everything's always business, right? Yeah. I didn't mean to. Okay. No, every, I, think, <laughs> I feel like I feel like anybody who I've ever known, yeah, who knows the shop knows that, right? That's like that's not. But when I, I say like when Joyson was born, they might think that ah, you know Joyson's Ivan's no. son. But okay. Every any anybody who knows you or knows the shop knows that's so not true. Right, right, right. So, okay. I, so everything's very I, I think you're good. I think okay. you're good. <laughs> Ivan, my friend, my business partner. Yes. And it's always been like that. So. Like when um, during the year, the first year of Joyson's life, that things were kind of tricky and hard. But I know that in Ivan's heart, that he needed to be in Japan, mm. and things as as he kept talking to Kosuke, that things were kind of like shaping up for him to be in in Konosuke's office space because oh, okay. they were like making things together already through yeah. um, like meetings that they had weekly, yeah. and they were coming up with like. Um, some knives that were so ex- like exclusive to Tosho and all that kind of stuff, yeah, which yeah, yeah. now he can't really do with that collaboration. Like things have changed so much that you can't. And it was quite like a prime time. Mm. Um, I just didn't know it would happen so quickly, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. there it was like the opportunity. So he went out there, and he, his partner's also out there. I was trying to get in. Yeah, that's um, okay. Okay, <laughs> and uh, we're yeah, not, so we're not open. Was that? <laughs> We're not open. Okay. <laughs> that, that's why I locked the door, just so it's... <laughs> cool, cool. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, so he, when he The timeline left, was super quick. Yeah. It was... Uh, or it was perfect, you know? Like, he kind of hmm. decided... Like, there was a change in our, both our hearts of realizing what needs to be done. Yeah. And although I wasn't expecting him to be like, I'm leaving now, um, he had a lot of things in place hmm. to help me out, like to have things in place for us and then I don't think there was a necessarily a plan but the fact that he would be closer to the blacksmiths and stuff in my mind in my heart I was like well it it gets us a little closer to our product right I was gonna say it makes so that much more sense to just have someone there who obviously you already trust with the whole like the business element of it Yeah, yeah that you're just like okay you're standard is this and it's great to have that as close to the product as as humanly possible literally like yeah like he has his hands on it he's actually finishing knives there you go he's talking Mm. to the blacksmiths and they're Mm. collaborating together so that's like the the really cool part that i started seeing but i think it took us both a bit of time to just observe how things are going Mm. um like in the shop but also for him overseas and like building those relationships so mm. now is a turning point in our in our careers and our lives i think that we're feeling really good to like not expose ourselves but like it's almost like an awakening you know like all this mm. time we've been c- 
kind of in hiding. And like teetering on the edge of just like... We're listening in a lot. Yeah. And it's the building part. We're not, you know, you don't see our faces on social media all that much. And I think it's <clears throat> now we're just kind of figuring out what it is that we need to say. And mm. and with the move, it just it's a an opportunity for us to have a space to finally express the stuff that we've been wanting to do right because mm. like, from an outside perspective you can just see it as a knife shop yeah it's a retail and, and, right? and most people do yeah. yeah we don't have all that much information and, on there and for anybody who doesn't know you guys are moving like far no <laughs> <laughs> we walk across the street yeah, I was gonna say, literally across the street <laughs> yeah. um you you now have that space so you're going through the motions with that but um what's the what's the address again it's the new spot? Yeah. It's 913. 913. Bath- Bathurst Street. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's the old Batemans. And when I heard it was them, like that space was open. I'm like, those, those are good people. There's good energy in there. So. Yeah. 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 We, sure. we should look into that. Nice. But yeah, it's four times the size of our current location. Fuck, let's go. <laughs> yeah. And in the direction awesome. that we want to go in, I think that's a, a good choice for us. Yeah. It almost like... I forget where I heard this or who I heard it from or what podcast or audiobook or whatever the fuck, but it was, you know, everything is perfect and you're right where you need to be. Yes, whether, okay. Whether that was... I have to think about that. <laughs> you're like, uh, <laughs> like, I can think of some improvements, but um, no, whether it's like um, the stressful of like the first couple years of Joy-Sun's life when Ivan was like, yo, I'm out, I gotta go to Japan or whether it's now dealing with the new space oh or my gosh, yeah. what, whatever whatever the situation is, you're exactly where you need to be. Yeah. And it seems, it seems like your heart's kind of settling into that a little more. Each, each and every time I talk to you, I know we don't talk very often, but it's like every, you know, four or five, six months we chat. It's like... Yeah, it's you, interesting. You feel like you're settling into just who totally. you want to be and who you've been aiming to be. The whole time I've known you. And you've known me for quite a long time. Hey, too. hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I'm not old. I'm not, I'm not fucking old. I'm not in my 30s. Oh, wait. Um, I'm not old either. <laughs> whatever. You, you, still, you still look 28. Um, but. Uh, As I smile and all these wrinkles spread across. <laughs> happy lines. Anyway, happy lines. Happy lines. Um, oh, yeah. I guess we've known each other for like. What? Since the shop's opened. Since before the shop. Oh, true. Because oh I, I, bought, I bought my first Kyoto from you. Whoa. I would, would have been 19, 12, 13 years ago. When you were operating out of your apartment. <laughs> you were like, yeah, come over here. Look, there's like 400 boxes of just sharp shit here. Like, you, you want one? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I forgot. I remember that. I remember that because Dusty was like, go go check out my girl. I used to work with her. She's like, she knows a gajillion and one things about fucking knives and stones and all that jazz. And like, I had crappy like Nella knives or something like that at the time or, you know, whatever George Brown shit I was using. Um, and it was just like, oh man, this is, this is the, it, it introduced me to a world that I just didn't even know existed. Like, I, I obviously, I knew what a knife, where to get a knife, but I didn't know quality of knife. I didn't know steels. I didn't know, I mean, I still don't. But I remember, like, one or two good knives that you had before, though. So, it was, you weren't, like, I'm trying to think, like, the uh, Swissin one, I think? Mm, no. Or maybe maybe I had bought, an, oh, no, I went you to. Bought from someone else? Yeah, <laughs> 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 I just. No, no. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. I think actually I'd gotten uh, one or two from Knife. I think I'd gotten a couple oh, from cool, yeah. Eugene, uh, a couple of Sujimotos. Um, okay. One, yeah, one carbon, one stainless. Wait, wait, wait. Still have them both. Oh. The petty, no, the, the was... petty is almost useless. It's, I've ground it down so far at this point. Um. I remember wanting to turn that into a into a turning knife, like to it's to, it's like 
it has barely fucking anything on it. And I'm like, what if someone turned into like a little turning knife and just cut it down by size? But then the handle on it is like a full size petty handle. So you're like, eh, <laughs> yeah. it's not really, not really conducive. But uh, yeah, okay, so maybe. Or no, I don't know. I'm misremembering. But um, yeah, no, I just I remember being so enthralled by by like just the newness of what I was experiencing, certainly in a restaurant or restaurant culture ideas and concepts that I just didn't even know existed before. And I think that's why I hold you in such high regard because you showed me a world that was subsequently like I, I, I non-existent to me before. Uh, I'm like don't let it blow your ego up too much but like no I think it's and and like anytime and like no shade on Ivan whatever he's doing his thing and I know a lot of cooks and stuff that take their knives there but it's like Ivan? uh, sorry Eugene um, (laughs) Eugene knife Um, I know a lot of people that take their their knives there and stuff like that and they they're sharp they come back sharp and they come back nice but like there always seems to be and this might just be my own emotional connection to the industry but it's like i find myself never wanting to go anywhere other than tosho Uh, like and and that's not not to say that i i've taken my knives to knife before i think when you guys were just too juiced way back in the day and i was like i need them sharp Mm -hmm. but um but it was always one of those things where, yeah, it was just, I did, and maybe, like, I, I think about this kind of stuff sometimes where it's like, is it the emotional connection that, that keeps the loyalty or is it, or is it just like the friendly conversation? Cause every time I'd come in, you and I would just shoot the shit for half an hour. And it was like true, yeah. Some of the best conversations I had, like you, uh, Sue from Oyster Boy, fucking love Sue. Um, and there's like you know a, a couple of as far as like suppliers and people who aren't directly in a kitchen are like these these people who I hold very near and dear to my heart. Like that's interesting. Yeah, I, I feel like um, I, I find that I've been watching the shop and seeing how sales go like Mm. understanding what's happening and sometimes when people leave like our staff there would be like a month lull like a strange month of like nobody coming in very not too many people and then suddenly there's like a spike but it, it was like it's as if the transitional period between like the person leaving and then a new person coming in Mm. that neat i don't know i don't understand the world <laughs> like the uh, but, but but like the energy just understood just that shifted. it needs a shift and it needs a bit of a lull to shift yeah maybe i i mean it's it's just like the the person in there before right they had people attracted to them and came mm-hmm. to them and like you know brian I, has i, I was gonna say i remember a number of times when i'd be like is Olivia sharpening? Can she sharpen my knives, please? Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they, <laughs> oh my god, I, I won't name I won't name names, but there, uh, I think it was like some young kid got a hold of my knives one time and changed the bevel on it, and I was like, oh no, that's not okay. Uh, and I was like, well, hopefully. I, 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 I'm, and then every time after that, I made a point to be like, I like this bevel, don't change this bevel. Right, right, right. And then it was fine, but right. like, I think it was probably me just being wishy washy and being like, yeah, yeah, do whatever you want to it. It's like, no, but our, our sharpening training has become a little more consistent too. Ah, okay. we're learning so, a lot from so then that's, then then they very well could just be that but sorry you're saying brian yeah no so what i've seen too um like all our staff they're, they're different personalities hmm. and then there are different kind of people who who come in because of that reason like ivan hmm. attracts a certain type like yeah. mostly people who like collectors and and woodworkers and other sharpeners who like listening to him talk about the knives Hmm. quite naturally right like it just it's a good relationship and then i found that the people that 
I enjoy talking to come back to that we have this relationship with is mm. mostly artistic people, mm. chefs, people who talk about um, like real life stuff that I'm really into, yeah. <laughs> right? And a certain, then a certain like, level of like intimacy to the conversation. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I can see that, you know, Tyler and Brian might have a different kind of pull, mm. right? Or maybe the, a very similar, things cross over all the time, like we yeah. have customers who we all talk to but still there's um like even like a lot of korean people come for for brian <laughs> whether or not he likes that <laughs> but yeah um so that's an interesting thing i've been observing because then there's like you know uh the, the whole idea of the law of attraction and stuff i was gonna say and it's like certainly maybe this wasn't the intended purpose or 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 even an idea but like you cultivate these different um, talents or energies within people that end up becoming like super dominant in either their either their speech or certainly how they sharpen because you're like eh, we've tightened that up a little bit but like it's it's hard to find sharpeners I have to say I don't doubt it yeah I like, mean fuck I sharpen my knives for an hour and a half and I'm like God, am I not done yet? <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it takes a toll on your whole body. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And for someone to expect someone to do that all day how's, or whatever How's Jude? Does Jude still work for you? Yeah, he, he works on, like, the really <laughs> nice stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, he's all about... Because he'll just work for, like, 10 hours straight on one knife. Maybe, if he wants to experiment. Yeah. But the thing is, he's so efficient with what he knows now right oh, like okay. um but he doesn't want to work on like the i'm sorry whist off but like he won't work want to work on a whist off knife right really he's not gonna <clears throat> he wants to understand the geometry of a, a particular blacksmith's work and like his, mm. the way they're thinking and also apply his knowledge of like what a functional knife might look like mm. so he especially likes single bevel or anything that can have that kind of so say it's like a wide bevel knife yeah. Something with cool steel. So, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll so, hand off. So I won't bring any of my knives to him because they're just regular old boring steel. He's just not <laughs> doing sharpening generally. Yeah, like, he'll no, fix just, up, like, oh. I'm just, I'm just being, <laughs> You're I'm just, You've got some nice knives. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just don't pull them out anymore. Oh, you don't? Uh, not as much. I mean, I've got a couple here, like. Um, what are you looking for in a good knife? I'm, I mean. Now, now you're gonna make me want to spend fucking hundreds of dollars that I don't have on a knife. No, because <laughs> no, um, a good knife isn't one that you have packed up that you're not gonna use, right? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. Like I'll pull, <laughs> I pull out. Like I just keep, uh, I keep a standard. Like my Hisamoto is here, and I have a, my Petty here. Cool. At the diner, and that's it. And then at home, I'll you know I've got. Oh God damn it! Don't ask me to remember the names of them. I've smoked too much weed. Um, <laughs> okay, it's okay. But like, but like all the the square veg blades. What are those called again? A nikiri. Nikiri. Thank you. Like um, You know those I've got at home, and those those I play with at home, and those are those are nice and cool. things like that. My, um, but. But, like, New Knife Day is the greatest day. New like, Knife Day? I love New Knife Day. Right, 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 yeah. I just haven't had one for, like, four years. <laughs> right. Because I just can't afford it. But um, not, not that I can't afford it. I just choose to spend my money elsewhere. Right, right, right. Um, but you know, does it... Sorry? I was going to say, like, yeah. sometimes I've noticed... It's because I'm talking to a lot more people where this is still a new thing for them or, like, new customers. Mm -hmm. And or maybe someone that my brother has, has in, uh, introduced this world to. Mm. And uh, maybe their introduction might be through sharpening their knives, like the current knives, whether it's like KitchenAid or yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever's in their or Like a Hankel or whatever yeah. the fuck. Yeah. yeah. And for them, that's Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Realizing the potential of a, of a knife, of any kind of knife, right? Okay. And just getting it to a... A good edge. To like, oh my god, my home knife is sharp as hell. Yeah. It can cut through a tomato. Yeah. <laughs> and then it starts something. They're like curious about it. Like, yeah. well, what does a good knife mean? Like, what what, mm -hmm. what do they mean by a good knife? And then mm. that piques a lot of interest. But... Well, I, I, bet, I bet Brian would remember this guy. But I brought, um, 
but I brought a guy over to the shop. Um, would have been almost three years ago, probably two, two and a half years ago. Um, his name's Peter. He's like this uh, super rich merger guy. I met him through my brother. Um, but he he has like an appreciation for like just really high end shit. And, I, and he was like, dude, all my, because I went and did like a private little dinner for him. And he was looking at it because I brought my roll and, you know, it had the six or seven knives in there that I was going to use. And he was just like, dude, where where can I get this stuff? I'm like, oh, let me show you. <laughs> I will show you a shop that could show you the world. And he went and like him and Brian ended up talking about like leather for like 20 minutes and just like super high end leather and like Italian shoes and Oh, that kind of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, I thought you were talking about straps and stuff, but no. I think probably a little bit, but then eventually it went to like, you know, belts and shoes and like super high end bougie (laughs) shit that like this guy could definitely afford and definitely has. Um, But he's and, and he bought a knife, and I was like, look, man, here's the deal. Whenever you need to learn how to sharpen this, bring it back to them, and they will show you. Do not try and attempt this on your own. This knife is very special. Like, it was, <laughs> you know, it, and it, I, I don't think it was anything like, it wasn't like a one-of-a-kind piece or anything like that, but it was, it was certainly his first little intro into a world of just like, you know how you're super about the leather and the and the fancy cars and stuff like that. This yeah. is a, this can be a beautiful piece of artwork in your kitchen, essentially. Mm. Like he has one of the nicest home kitchens I've ever seen, and mm. you know I'm sure he doesn't cook in it a ton, but like had like some beautiful cutting boards and like just decked out to the nines, and then had like fucking hankles. And I'm like. Not that there's anything wrong with it, whatever, but, <laughs> but like wrong. Well, if it's sharp, <laughs> yeah, if, if it's sharp, which they weren't, and he would like he pulled out this like you know one of those hand sharp those like uh, gross like grinding. Ugh. You know, they serve their purpose. They serve the purpose, and like when people don't know, it's better than a dull, 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 dull knife. <laughs> like when I'm saying dull, because like how many it's, it's still dull when you put it through there. <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I. It's so funny because I'm gathering all this information from a lot of my family and friends who mm. also I'm going into their kitchen and just like going, so how do I make this more appealing? And I, I realize that there's what doesn't or didn't, I mean, there is somewhat of a, a sharpening culture here, right? Mm. And I think that was the thing when I worked in New York, there was it, um, there's quite that kind of, oh, what would you call it? Like, I'll just call it sharpening culture, but yeah. really it's like maintenance and stuff. Like people mm. cared for their stuff. Like there are a lot of Michelin star restaurants in New York where people like the yeah. chefs would check to see if the knives are sharp. Right. Yeah. And like every the, day, the classic case of like, now you get to wear the, my knife's not sharp hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there's always, yeah. I mean, that was, <laughs> like was that, pride. those are real, those are real hats that people used to have to wear. But, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, even t- so, um, I found that very different in Toronto, mm. and then now that there are two knife shops, and I think that uh, there's one in Hamilton that opened. There's like more knife shops opening up. Yeah. There's a lot more awareness. Uh, at the same time, there's the majority of the people though don't understand the relationship, uh, the potential first of, mm. of like a sharp knife, and once someone uses it, that is the game changer, right? Mm. Because otherwise, they they could. If they can put the knife kind of through if, the food, if they if they think a knife is a knife is a knife, it's like no 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 no. Like yeah. any, any edge is good. It's like no, no no, but it can be spectacular. Yeah, that once you slice with it, you're like, this will make my life different. It will change yeah. my whole life. Yeah. And I think it's just it's all about. I can't convince anyone of it just talking to them. No, no, right. and and. But someone has to want that, right? They have to want to, to to understand that side of it all. Yeah. Almost, I mean... They have to be open to it. Yeah, it's similar. I, I mean, the amount of times I've talked to young cooks and just been like, look, man, this is something I didn't take seriously for the first couple of years. 
when I was in the city, I think it would it could be very beneficial for you to do some research in this kind of like knives and sharpening techniques and maintenance and care and all that jazz. Like I know it now. I just but but it was a lot of trial and error and a lot of me just being like hey, Ivan, can I just, like, come and hang out? <laughs> and he was actually really nice, and he let me hang out. But, oops. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's the thing is is, is just that um, you can't – what I'm trying to say is, like, with knives, you can't put this into a brochure. Like, yeah. it's not – but for us, I, I think that's why we're always going to be a small business, I guess, because mm. much of it has to do with that interaction and that – That personal element. Yeah. Yeah. And to actually be hands-on with things and look at... Well, and, and whether or not, if you choose to recognize it, you are cultivating that culture in Toronto. You are the people doing that. Right, right, right. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's stressful. <laughs> <laughs> Big deep breath. But, like, without, without you and... Um, you know, knife and uh, what's do you know the name of the spot in Hamilton? Sharp. Sharp. Stay, stay sharp. I, I'm okay, not, I think sharp. <laughs> How very Hamilton. Um, no. Uh, without like, I could the, be wrong. I'm sorry. I'm I wrong. know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Fucking, I'm just I'm just busting balls. But um, without you know, the three of you guys doing that, it's like. I, I I don't even know where, like, maintenance or sharpening or knife culture would be in Toronto, right? Would we be relegated to to Nella's bullshit forever, or, or... There's a place for Nella, though, right? There is. No, 100% there is. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, when I used to work at Electric Mud and we'd have to, like, cut through ribs, it's like, I'm not using my knives for that. I'll use a shitty Nella knife to just crunch through cartilage and stuff like that onto a nice beautiful plastic cutting board 3,000 times a night. Like, I'm not using a nice knife for that. But it's a great concept, I think. Like, yeah. dropping off a bunch of knives, swapping them mm. for other knives and, like, keep them with their kind of sharpening. Yeah. Right? And and that way you don't have to think about it, which... Yeah. I like yeah. that concept. It's so much easier. It is, it is easier. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, and like, I'm not trying to knock Nala too much, but... Yeah, no. But there's, but there's a personal... <laughs> there's a personal element to, like... An, whatever knife shop you prefer. Right, right, right. That right. I think that I think is important and 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 almost necessary for for some kind of an emotional connection to whatever it is you're using oh. those knives for. Everything in life is an emotional connection. Do right? you not think? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking A. Cuz when you think of it, it's just like you won't give if it's not, it's just all very cerebral kind of like it's just mm. it's what's the point right human yeah. experience is all emotional mm. and therefore it it should touch lives in yeah. that way <laughs> i think i was having this conversation one similar to this like yesterday with uh we have a, a young woman uh she just started she's like 19 and she was saying something about how we were talking about comedy and and just just like you're saying, you know, everything has an emotional connection. She was just like, you know, that's a really toxic world. I'm like, toxic in what regard? It's like the What's toxic, the, the the um the world of stand up comedy and like people's emotional connections to whatever comics they like and things like that. Oh. And I'm like, I don't know if it's toxic. Like, the human condition is toxic. The human condition is emotional. The human like. Just to be human is to be like emotional. <laughs> like it's like yes. and and they're just harnessing it, harnessing it. Oh, oh wow! Wow, words. Um, harnessing it in such a way that makes people laugh. Mm -hmm. It's not just like you or I have harnessed food in such a way that makes people feel love or adoration or excitement or like I think I think when people and I, I fucking catch myself doing this shit all the time where I'm like I, you know I get a little negative Nelly about things and just 
forget that it's okay to be in those emotions and to allow them to have their shine whether it's a good a bad an ugly one whatever it is toxic is like keeping it suppressed is it not (laughs) yeah yeah i think to a degree yeah for sure but like there's a level of like you can compress it down and then use it kind of for fuel sometimes I think. Interesting. I think. Yeah. I think. In, a, in in like a really twisted way, but like. Oh man, artists are all about that. <laughs> like musicians, everything. Yeah. Right. So Your it's food, like... maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's like you know, Ramen Girl. It's all about. Um, I don't know this person. The movie Ramen Girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well. I'm. Brittany Murphy. Gotta watch it. <laughs> okay. R- Ramen Girl. I can't remember what oh, year it was. Noted. Like early 2000s or something, but um, uh, of course, there's an American girl who comes into. She's stuck in Japan because she went there for her boyfriend, but then her boyfriend leaves and she's stuck there. And then she eats a bowl of ramen. Is like, I need to learn from this man. Like, teach me. You know, it's Uh, that usual story, right? But then what what they show throughout is like someone eating one person's bowl. They might be like crying. They could really feel the depth of it, and everyone's like, you know. And hers was called like the goddess bowl or something like that and they all laughed about it but still i think that it's so it, it's mm. true it has so much to say about what we put out there handmade things right yeah they're all very different and it's probably because of the atmosphere and all that scientific stuff mm-hmm. but i do think that our emotions are very scientific and that you can regulate it you can kind of mm-hmm. you can gauge these things you can put you can oh. see the molecules move you yeah, can yeah. see all that stuff. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's that's half the that's half the battle for me going to the gym is just trying to regulate my goddamn emotions so that I don't <laughs> snap or that like, you know, I can I can smile about some kind of shenanigans or something like that or hmm. Interesting. Hmm. I'm talking about a struggle here. Enjoy struggle. Oh. I think struggle. <laughs> I I mean, okay, maybe that emotions sounds, doesn't struggle, but like maybe that sounds a little twisted. But it's like I I used to run from the struggle. I used to oh cool like bury my head in the sand and just like try not to think about it. And then in which case you think about it too much, and then it ends up affecting everything you do. And then it's so now it's like when something is difficult or I struggle with it, like. Um, even elements to the podcast or conversation or um, creativity in food or creativity in thought or um, person to person, anything. I'm, I try, I do my best and it doesn't always work, but like I try to look at it not necessarily like a challenge, but something that I need to face and something that I need to look at head on and embrace the struggle within it. Yeah. And yeah, the thing is like it's it's so um the society that sounded a little too woo woo, but anyways. No, but the society is afraid of death, right? Like mm. of sad things and yeah. angry things. It's so taboo to have a tantrum. You get called out for being some shithead, whatever yeah. it is, right? Like Karen. A Karen. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not totally connect. Like, I I hear about like social stuff through other people before. Mm-hmm. So I'm not on, not checking the news or checking yeah. social medias. I mean, maybe you're you're in your own beautiful little world. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, yeah. but because I'm a little bit more involved now. Like now that I've discovered that Joyson's can do his own thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I'm a little shitty, too much on it. Shit, he's independent? Damn it. Yeah, now I'm on social <laughs> oh, shit, media. Shit, I need stuff much. to do. <laughs> it just gives me like a level of freedom. But yeah. um, as far as that stuff goes, like I, I recognize it's just the reason why we might find ourselves um, like blowing up and all that is because we're, it's it's almost like we're taught to keep it all in right Mm -hmm. or that we're supposed to suck things up a certain way or it's not okay to express ourselves Mm. or like you know the way we raise children and expect them to just talk to strangers and to like be okay with um you know people touching their heads even like you know what i mean like touching them and and that i mean no i'm not saying generally everybody but i think i was raised in in a kind of environment where that the kid didn't have that to say 
it was just like I didn't feel protected sometimes not to say like mm. my mom never protected me necessarily yeah. but it's just like the expectations that you just get thrown out there and I I think like in a lot of ways I I felt like I, as a child I, I couldn't express myself it was always mm. like you had to listen to the the you know every time I tried to rebuttal or voice my opinion it was skewed in ways that was like you're not obedient or whatever right but yeah, yeah, yeah. like you get I'm fucking just like, gaslit by either friends or family and it, yeah. yeah i mean like without them bit. even knowing right yeah yeah, yeah. And, and and so that was it, it, it's it's kind of like it is a tough spot because i do think like everyone's trying to be happy everyone's trying to um i was watching the lego movie <laughs> everything is awesome <laughs> And then at the end, they're like, everything's not awesome, and it's okay. And I I think it's funny because I feel Mm. that I can say that. I can acknowledge these things. In reality, what do I actually feel? Mm. So Joyson's a great, like, he puts me to the test, right? So he might do some things that drive me crazy or that trigger me, and I'm super angry or cannot stand his screaming or his like way of expressing anger mm. or his like outbursts and stuff like that. Yeah. And then I'm like, I had to stop and think about it and be like, I'm not comfortable with this. I'm not comfortable with my own angst. I'm, mm. I'm afraid of what I can do. Right. Mm. And that I think a lot of people like, just, I know I have to have like self-control and stuff. And then that, that falls into like, when you hold that all in, there's all this stuff in the direction you might go into like this mm-hmm. depression or whatever because the, your grasp on reality is a bit strange sorry i'm, yeah, I'm, I'm no, <laughs> no no i'm i'm i i i thoroughly and no i'm i'm very i'm right there with you as far as like the i i have this thought sometimes i hang out with my niece and my nephew once a week for a couple hours uh like my nephew he's two and a half and i see the way i see the way people talk to children the way people behave around children and i'm by no stretch of the imagination do i think that parenting is easy nor will it ever be um and kudos to those who just kind of got to do what they got to do to get by. But there's there's an element that I see people, the way they talk to their children, and the way that I see, or I remember people used to talk to me as a kid. And, like, I was, I mean, when you were saying, when you're saying, um, you know, you're you're raised to just kind of like hold it all in. I wasn't raised to do that. I just kind of took that on because of you know trauma I had when I was ten, eleven. I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna keep everything in now, and just reverted back in. Right. But before that, I was I was taught to cry and yeah. yell and scream and release that energy so that it could be processed. Um. And I see, I see people trying to do that with their children now, but then they just end up talking to them like they're a child still. And maybe, maybe, maybe. Sometimes it doesn't even require words, right? Sometimes, like parents are too talking too much. <laughs> I found myself doing that. As yeah. I'm saying, I'm like, why am I explaining this to him? He's yeah. just looking at me like I just want to run right now. <laughs> he's like, bro, I don't care. Yeah, or I, or I want to just like smash that window right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever it is. But I, I wonder if it's like I don't know because I wonder. I always wonder because I spend more time with my nephew now. I wonder how. Like, I see his mind developing, and I see his emotional state developing, and his words, and all those things, and I wonder... How old is he? He's two and a half. He'll be three in August. Um, he's the fucking gem. I love him so much. But I wonder, I'm like, you know, I, I look at him, and I'm like, 
what will the world be for you? Will it be this thing that is that is intuitive or will it be this clunky I have to go to university, I have to do the this, I have to do the the textbook bullshit or will it be this this flow of of joy and frustration and anger and tears and loss and I will say, I will say that he does have a pretty solid base and my brother and his wife are like sometimes they're a little woke but you know it is what it is um but they have a very open communication with their children and don't speak to them like babies which i think is important yeah because then it, it teaches them or at least from what i've seen it teaches my niece she's four and she she has no problem asking an adult a question she might be a little shy if she doesn't know the adult but she has no problem asking him a question so, or or putting up her own little boundaries being like no i don't like that can you can you give an example of what it looks like if you if you talk to them like children you, you, you when you hear people do like the the baby voice and shit like that to to their kids oh <laughs> it's so cute it's like yeah no i like i'll say something's cute to grayson but it's like Oh, buddy, that's super cute. Like, good job. Or, or, or people or, just or like, like dismiss what they're saying. Yeah. People do that or did that because they didn't understand Jason so much. And then meanwhile, he's saying like the most important stuff. Like my mm. brother did that even where he's trying to tell my parents. I, w- I don't think I was born, but they tell the story all the time. And he was trying to tell them that uh, something went. I think they were bringing a mattress home. Mm. And he said that it flew off. He was trying to tell them. They didn't know. They're just like, oh yeah, 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 okay. And then until they came home, they realized what he was trying to say. <laughs> Those are more obvious things, right? Yeah, but yeah. I see that in in even Joyson, he's talking and people just pat him on the head, and I'm like, you're you like, know that what he's telling you is like, you're gonna win the lottery if you just listen to it's what he's wicked saying. Pertinent, dude. <laughs> like, like you listen up, listen. motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the beauty of I think a child. Like even before we're before we started recording. You know, you're saying, uh, you know, I, I was saying something and you're just like brutal honesty. A child has that. Yeah, yeah. And then along the way, it's like they feel like they need to cover it up. And I'm not saying that I'm brutally honest in a mean or hurtful kind of a way. And I think that I'm still trying to figure out my own bloody balance of it. And certainly a child growing up would need to figure that out as well. But I think it's like you experience or at least me experiencing them one day a week is like experience this 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 like joy and openness and honesty that it almost hurts my heart sometimes to know that that's going to be diminished eventually by the world the honesty yeah you know what but that or or like like the direct like this is how i feel in this moment and this is how I'm expressing it. It's like, because eventually, like, you, you, know what, you, you, you and I both know we've worked in kitchens and just been like, I can't express how I'm feeling right now. Yeah. And I have to push that down. And everybody goes through that in some hope... capacity. Gosh, kitchens. <laughs> I mean, that's a whole other topic. But as far as I, I've never experienced anything like that. Right. Like mm. in in different careers like i'm talking about retail whatever like right design office spaces and all this kind of stuff and then there's kitchens (laughs) so that's a whole other topic but (laughs) when it comes down to general human experiences and like our our kind of like mannerisms and stuff i Mm. i think that it might help you feel better about this but that we as we mature as we develop into like these people with these crazy minds like these monkey minds mm. i think that's where it comes we'll have this is what i've i've learned from from joy like trying to mm. understand joy sends me but that uh the reason why kids can be so straight up and forwards about things because they experience just like one thing at a time but then once a certain point comes like they start to uh, experience mixed emotions mm. and and once that happens that you'll you, right it's like I don't want to hurt this person's feeling and I can 
might have to dumb it down or something. And I think like the part that you're talking about in the kitchen, so that's like conditioning. That's a whole other world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. I hopefully not everybody, ex- or not the majority of the people are experiencing that kind of thing. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Based on on a certain level, but yeah. but uh, on a certain level, I think society has conditioned us to do that because you you how many times have you had a conversation with somebody and you're just like and and they'll just like kind of you can tell they're like biting their tongue and they're just like they want to say something that they actually want to say but they're just like yeah i'm just not gonna say it or or like "Eh, it's not worth it i'm trying to encourage that like a little bit more and i realize it's it comes from you to begin right mm -hmm. and i have but it's, I mean, there's so much like self-realization because you can, I can, I, maybe I'm not actually going all out as I think mm. I could be, but any t- time there's like a hard conversation that I try these days to, mm. um, to go just, past that. To, to just have it. To like, just be like, this is uncomfortable, so I'm going to say it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like jump, like bungee jumping, you know? <laughs> I don't know. You're like, here's Verbal. hoping this rope doesn't break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the more... That I'm able to do it without dying, the more I'm able to practice it. And then mm. somehow it, it encourages other people to open up to, I yeah. find, in my own world. I don't know how other people are experiencing it. Well, and and I mean, that's been, that's kind of been my move for the last couple of years. And certainly with this, with doing the podcast and stuff like that, it's like, I don't feel like I'm saying anything right ever. <laughs> oh. No, but... But if I can say it and I can vocalize it, I can understand why I'm saying it or the feeling behind what I'm saying to the point where maybe I can I can confidently speak about something like, um, you know, I'm very comfortable speaking about um, uh, uh, like... Sorry, making eggs. Eggs, well, yeah, eggs for sure. Eggs and (laughs) potatoes. Eggs and potatoes. Um, (laughs) It's no joke. It's an art. (laughs) Yeah, no, it definitely is. And I didn't have any eggs sent back yesterday, which is nice. It's always a nice feeling. Um, Yeah, it's been it's been a few weeks since I've had eggs sent back, actually. Um, But it's a great sign. (laughs) It's one of like certainly with how. I was brought up in kitchens and that conditioning that you're just like just get through service and just deal with this I'll have my little like now I'm like yeah that doesn't that's but what's the fucking point why 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 what am I why am I holding on to that to just then release it later or if I forget to release it then it just sits there and it builds up to the point where it becomes someone else's like maybe I I blow up I mean I don't really explode anymore I'm pretty good about that but like i don't explode at like a server or something like that yeah, Some, something yeah. that uh, cooks and chefs used to do back in the day yeah. i'm sure they still do but like if you if if i just vocalize my frustration in that moment then it's like cool now we're done, with that. Time, we're done with that we're done with that fuck it like and then it's not in your food, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, but... That, People are exactly. pissed off when they're eating your pissed off food. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Mm, Actually, wait. can you... I have to pee. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's pause. We'll come back in a moment. Thanks. <laughs> okay, back from a pee break. Um, so, <laughs> so you're talking about... What were we talking about before? Emotions. So you're talking about what you could be very clear... What you can talk to people about, right? And you can be... Like, yeah, straightforward um, about it. Yeah, I think. Well, and like that. That Are you br- recording us right now? Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, shoot. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know that's why we're here. This is what the microphone. Yeah, is. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't realize. I know. I like to be silly and just surprise. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's uh, saying like. I don't know. I think almost like the small little outbursts mm-hmm. is like it's contained. It's like, oh, man, like whether it's whether it's me just being hangry. And most of the time it's just if anything at work, it's just because you're hangry. It's not because you're busy. Like we want to be busy. That's always the goal. Mm-hmm. The goal is to always be busy. 
but like so i'm learning how to point that out for joyce then oh yeah yeah i'm like you notice that when you eat this you're gonna feel so much better and that (laughs) you will if the same thing happened you'll still be angry but you'll deal with it differently yeah you'll have you'll have a a different energy to deal with it yeah and then maybe we can have like come up with plans for example like i feel like i have to do that for myself so in a lot of ways we're reenacting through like Joyce and like <laughs> but then I'm like oh well that would be good I can plan for the next time I have some outburst where yeah. and I can be like okay keep in mind it might be because a b and c and then this is how I can approach it or be mm-hmm. like I've got to walk away right now it's always like don't do anything until you have a clear mind right yeah. go for a walk and then yeah, yeah. you can make or a better decision sleep on it sleep or, on it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh my god so Those many so many decisions save, could have been save your ass oh my god <laughs> yeah well, life could have been so much different had i just slept on it right yeah <laughs> have like a bunch of pillows to punch and that kind of thing if you just slept oh man <laughs> now i'm curious now i'm just well it's probably just like like past relationship fights and things like that where you're like oh yeah i just let's just go to bed and we can talk about it tomorrow instead of yelling at midnight when we're both tired and you just all want to just right. want to be asleep like um but yeah just those are the those are the struggles right that i that i chose to those are things you keep learning chose from. to run from um <laughs> at times i did yeah do you still do that no there you go no, actively i actively <laughs> don't and like the the lady who i just started seeing like her and i both are very like, like i've said it before i'll say it again but she's my person and she knows that and and there's always been like an energy of just like i can say anything to this person and they're not going to hold it against me that's cool now, not to say that I can't say something and it won't frustrate her <laughs> or piss yeah. her off or something, but... But she has every right to as much as you do. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like, maybe we, I, I find myself wanting to implement that into kitchens. Yeah. As like... Have construction, and, co- constructive conversations. Yeah. And like constructive disagreements and dialogue and like just being honest like i don't don't know anything about that Mm -hmm. like everything you just said i know nothing about like explain to me and i find myself i know i know matt and i who says hi by the way um (laughs) we miss you uh his mondays are therapy day so he uh he couldn't make it but um him and i were having this conversation the other day where it was like what you do for um the next generation like i say that in regards to like you know 30 40 years ago even up until i've heard stories recently depending on the kitchen um where you know it was a very abusive physically now you know you get kicked punched burned cut intentionally and you're like fucking what yeah um now when I first came to Toronto and I was working in high-end kitchens, that wasn't the culture. It was, there was a lot of yelling and screaming and verbal, but no physical. There was no plates thrown directly at me. They were thrown, you know, off to the side. They were thrown two feet, <laughs> two feet to the side or something like that. Um, or like the little 125 mason jars with fucking pate or something in them. Oh my gosh. Um... I'm fairly certain you can guess the chef as to who I'm talking about. But uh, I'm like, you know every chef in the city. Um, it's like a mix and match thing. Like, right? I think I can <laughs> pick out who did that. Yeah, yeah, if I say the restaurant name, you'd know. But um, no, it was like... And for me, once I realized what I wanted to put forward, you know, in the last three, four years... The yelling was like, oh, the yelling's not necessary. Which means the emotional, that, you know, that direct verbal and emotional abuse isn't necessary. Like, there's going to be emotional abuse because either you have a standard that you want to cook something the way you think it should be cooked and it was wrong. So then you might be like, oh, fuck, like really want to do better but like there's not going to be i'm doing my best to not put forward like 
a verbal assault and emotional abuse from myself to someone else. Like, so there's going to be aggression sometimes, is what you're saying. For sure. Not, not, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, yeah. it's just the human, but that's the, than... the human condition is aggressive. Yeah. Toxic, loving, empathetic, all of the things, right? Yeah. The, it is the human condition. And I think the more the more energy I put into like what can I do for the next generation maybe my little piece for anybody who I come across is to tell them it's okay to be upset it's okay to show emotion like I, I not even okay I think it's imperative that you yeah. do and and even because it's going to humanize your entire experience yeah and like, to a person too, even saying like I'm disappointed in what just happened between us right now or something like that, right? Yeah. Like to put into words. I mean, whether or not sometimes people are like, um, what's the word? Like not imposing, but like projecting ideas on sure, you, right? Yeah. Like their own experiences yeah. where like I didn't do a thing. Like at least they're able to put it out and you can hash mm -hmm. it out in that way. Rather than people just yelling at each other, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I we've all seen, you know, on the internet or TV or in person, just people screaming at each other, all while trying to. That's not really talking to each other, though. No, no, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I think that maybe even though it might be a little aggressive initially, or people perceive it. Certainly, I've I've had conversations with people who think that I speak very aggressively. And I'm like... Like times like now? Like how you're speaking right now? Similar, yeah. Okay. Similar. I'm making a face. <laughs> <laughs> that's... that's the, I'm going to need you to make that face again. We're going to use that as the post. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but no, I've had conversations with people who think that the way I speak is aggressive. Now, a lot of these people are a lot younger Maybe they're freshly in the industry and I have to kind of speak to them in a way that is like, look, you might think it's aggressive now, but when you go somewhere else and someone is trying to be super passive aggressive and not tell you exactly how they're feeling, you're going to appreciate how direct this method is. Yeah. Or at least I, I hope that's how you see it. Because how but else right are you supposed now, to speak? <laughs> right? It's like... I want this. Like, I'm sorry if it sounds rude. I just want this. Like, <laughs> like This is what needs to happen. Yeah. Do this now. Mm -hmm. And then after, we're, after the, the, the rush slows down, I'll start joking again. Mm. And I'll be silly and I'll be happy and smiley. But for now, no, no, no. Just do it. Yeah. Now. It's like, going to be different. And, and, and it, it's not me being like... And, and I, I struggle with this because sometimes I do come off in a way that is like, you know what, that I didn't need to put that tone on it. That was and, and that's but that's my own learning experience. And it's how people deal with shame, right? Because like you can't. Yeah, there are instances where you. You shame people, you specifically shame mm, them, right? But then yeah. some people take it, take things in a way that feels shameful, right? Like mm -hmm. they might be embarrassed because you had a particular tone right ah, they, okay and then that they they take it the wrong way yeah but that's their projection yeah I true there that's they're, none of your it's not for you to i, I can't control that yeah um <laughs> i mean i can certainly i can control my tone in which i speak but or the manner in which i speak but i i find myself more and more not to say i'm unapologetic but i'm i'm like i'm i'm giving you all of the information that I believe is needed so that you will do the thing mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or wh whatever it is. There's right? no misunderstanding. I'm like, not like how many times do I have to say table two, C one? No, but um, it's the same as like um, mm. just watching a growing child too, I think because yeah. they might think that you're nagging them, but you're just like, I want to be completely clear about all the right. Like, so I want to cover yeah. all the bases, right? Yeah. This, There's no misunderstanding. This is here. my expectation of the yeah. situation. Yeah. And we can absolutely talk about it. But at the end of the day, this shit needs to happen. Yeah, and you yeah. can't tell me that I didn't tell you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Totally, totally. Hmm. 
because that's the and maybe and, and maybe that's why why I why why I'm doing that more and more is just because I'm around children more and more, and it's you like have I to have everything. to be very not simple but certainly very purposeful with speech. Yes, they're goddamn little sponges. Oh my gosh, little so fuckers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the things that. You know, I, I knew that kids hear everything because I was one of those kids who heard everything and everyone thought that I wasn't listening kind of thing. Mm. But it's on a whole other level. <laughs> I mean, like through walls and walls and walls kind of level. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're like, uh, I think you can read my mind. <laughs> <laughs> like, look at him like, what, what, why, why? Stop reading why? my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I'm scolding you right now in my mind. But. Yes, you can see it in my eyes. Great, that's the intention. <laughs> that is my exact intention. Let's have it out. Uh, well, um, we uh, we should probably wrap this up. Yeah. I know you got a busy life to get back to, <laughs> and I really appreciate you driving all the way to the Blighty Send. Um, I realize it's easier than I thought. Oh yeah. Yeah. For real. I mean, like, I just walked across this really crazy street that I thought, you know, I usually I would sit there and like, I, I can't get out and I just keep driving. <laughs> I Toronto's traffic kind of scares me at times. I think it's, uh, a, yeah. it's a sign that I'm getting old, but yeah. yeah um, and you but just no. don't want to deal with that stress anymore. You're yeah. like, fuck this. <laughs> but when I got here, I'm like, I'm kind of late. I got to get out. And I walked here. I did it without double, uh, like thinking, overanalyzing. Oh, so nice. now I'm like, I think I could come here often. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I had to get past that mental barrier. Um, but any hoodles. Maybe, maybe next time we can get you on, we can have Matt here. Cool. So you guys can nerd out on knives and I'll just sit in the corner and go, okay. <laughs> um, but I love you. Love you too. Appreciate and you. I will um, invite you over to the new space when it, you know, Heck there's yeah. a lot of space there. You can even like record there. <laughs> hey. Yeah. We can, we can definitely keep talking about that. Yeah. I'm into that lifestyle. Um, but uh, yeah, go check out OG at the new spot very, very soon. Thanks, Tomas. Uh, and bye for now, everybody. Bye.